coming up on The Potter's Touch. You'll never get anybody to believe in you till you believe in yourself. You'll never get anybody to love you till you love yourself. Your day might be you in disguise. You need to stop running and face whatever you gotta face and deal with whatever you gotta deal with because if you run from Pharaoh, you're gonna run from the serpent, you're gonna run from love, you're gonna run from life, you're gonna run from responsibility, you're gonna run, 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 run. When are you gonna stop running? Greetings in the name of Christ our King. I'm so excited to have this opportunity to share with you. I'm going to be talking out of Exodus chapter 4, verse 1 through 6, and the message is called Believe. You know as well as I do that Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him as righteousness. What God is concerned about above everything else is what we believe. We can go through sacraments and ceremonies, rituals and routines where it dresses down to our knees, cover our heads up. Our, I don't care what you do. If you do not believe him, you have missed the whole substratum of what faith is all about. I want you to understand that the early church, long before they were called Christians, were called believers. They were known because they believe what you believe and in whom you believe determines everything about where you are in your life right now. Go to the Word of God with me. This might be the revolutionary thought that transforms your life into God's eternal purpose for you. There's more for you. Let's open up the book. Let's get started. I'm gonna read a few scriptures. Exodus 4, one through six. And it says, and Moses answered and said, but behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken to my voice, for they will say, the Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, what is in your hand? And he said, a rod. And he said, cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground, it became a serpent. And Moses started running. <laughs> See, when you start running from one thing, you're going to keep running from everything. That's why you need to stop running and face whatever you got to face and deal with whatever you got to deal with. Because if you run from Pharaoh, you're going to run from the serpent. You're going to run from love. You're going to run from life. You're going to run from responsibility. You're going to run, 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 run. When are you going to stop running? Moses, you'll never be Moses if you keep running from stuff that scares you. Moses, you'll never be great if you keep running from things that scare you. You're running from something that God gave you. <laughs> and the Lord said unto Moses, put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. Put forth, now, I was so scared, I'm running. And you want me to grab? 
now, now visualize this. How many of you want to grab a snake by the tail? God can call you to grab stuff you're scared of. Tell somebody, say, take it by the tail. <laughs> oh my God. And he put forth his hand and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand that they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has appeared unto them. I, I want to go back for a minute and process what we heard. God, I would do it, but they will not believe me. Was it really that they would not believe? Or is he imposing on them something that's really coming from him? Whatever you've been saying about they might really be you. They won't accept me. They won't love me. They won't accept me. They can't use me. They'll never embrace me. You'll never get anybody to embrace you till you embrace yourself. You'll never get anybody to believe in you till you believe in yourself. You'll never get anybody to love you till you love yourself. Your they might be you in disguise. Ooh, y'all got quiet on that. I must have hit something. He said, now, God says to him, I want you to go speak for me. And he says, they will not believe in me. God doesn't even respond to what he says. He says, what is in your hand? Why didn't he address what he believed about they? Because what he believed about they was just a reflection of what he believed about himself. So God says, let's do inventory of what you got. What is in your hand? This Sunday morning, if I don't get anything else accomplished, I want to ask you, what is in your hand? Before you assign your destiny to something externally, have you assessed what is in your hand? Because somebody could take what is in your hand and when, while you keep crying about what's not in your hand, God said, I don't need anything that's not in your hand to bless you. I'm gonna use something that is already, I feel like I'm talking to somebody, I don't know who it is. What is that in thine hand? If you don't do anything else today, I want you to do a self-assessment of what is in my hand. All the other voices that have been talking to you have been telling you what is not in your hand. God does not need anything that is not in your hand to bless you. Your blessing is hidden in what is in your hand. The problem is, you have a limited perception of what is in your hand. You think it's just a rod. 
You think it's just a stick. God says, I want to show you the potential of what is in your hand. Throw it down. Now, this is a powerful thing because if Moses does not learn this in private, it will mess him up in public because when he gets down to the Red Sea, he's going to have to use that same stick to part the Red Sea. And if he doesn't have any confidence in private, he won't have any power in public. You don't need what you got. Oh, God, help me. Oh, my God, I feel that thing. I feel that thing. I feel that thing. Serve your neighbor and say, you got more than you think you do. You can do more than you think you can do. You can have more than you think you can have. The problem is not coming from what they believe, it's coming from what you believe. Oh God, I'm talking to somebody. Stop blaming people for the years you wasted. It's not coming from them, Moses. You was a failure in front of them. Now you're a failure in private. It can't be coming from them. They're not even there. The voice is in the house. I was going to say, who am I talking to? But I know you don't want to say nothing. <laughs> and he says, the Lord said unto him, put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand and caught it and it became a rod in his hand. It became a rod in his hand. He caught it as a snake. It became a rod. Sometimes you will not see till you snatch. The problem with most people is you want to see your way clear before you pick it up. But God said you got to pick it up scared, nervous, worried, intimidated, not sure of yourself. It will only turn into a rod when it's... Oh, my God. You don't even know what you got till you pick it up. Who am I preaching to? It's going to turn in your hand, not in your eye, in your hand. When you grab it, it'll change when you touch it because you're going to touch it by faith. God is asking him to grab what he just got through running from. That's great preaching, but that's scary living. If I was scared enough to run from it, now you're asking me to pick up. Just imagine it. I can't teach it, just imagine it. You're in the house. It's a seven foot copperhead. 
and the voice of the Lord says, <coughs> take it by the tail. Now, I could snatch it up if I thought I could handle it. But if I thought I could handle it, I would have never run from it. Now you want me to grab something that I don't think I can handle because you're trying to show me that if I step over my fear and grab it by faith, it'll change in my hand. I feel the I have a very unique role in life. Very few pastors have one foot in the leadership of the church and their other foot in the leadership of entrepreneurship, businesses, and government officials. I want to bring both feet into our International Pastors and Leadership Conference and help you and your staff to develop your vision. Whether you are in business or whether you are in faith, I've got a foot on it and I've got something to share with you that will make you better. The reason he asked Moses a question, what is in your hand? Because God is challenging what Moses believes. I'm not talking about what you say. You know how to say the right stuff. I'm talking about what you believe about yourself. You say the right things. You've been taught how to imitate faith. You talk, as my grandmother said, you talk at the big gate. But you go home and live out your belief. If you believe you are unlovable, you will always be unloved. You can dress up, you can smell good, you can work out, you can say all the right things, you can walk around, you can be debonair, you can be cool, you can be hip, but none of that will overcome that belief that you have in your heart that your life is over, that you made too many mistakes, that you're too old to get anything done in the kingdom. These things that you believe have become your vision statement. It is your purpose. And unknowingly it has become your goal to live out the damnation of the words you rehearse to yourself. So you're busy trying to get everybody else to like something that you don't like. <laughs> you're trying to convince everybody else that you are something that you don't believe. And this morning, the Lord sent me here to challenge your belief. So I said to God, how can I challenge their belief? And he says to me, faith of any kind always comes by hearing. You didn't believe you were dumb till you heard you were dumb. 
You didn't believe you couldn't learn till you heard somebody say you couldn't learn. You didn't believe you were unattractive till you heard somebody say. Your unbelief is a result of something you heard about yourself that you believed about yourself and your life has fulfilled the prophecy you heard about yourself. You're crazy like your daddy. You're just like your mammy. All of these are curses. They may not be cussing, but they're curses that were pronounced over you that said you couldn't do this or that or the other. And the more you heard it and rehearsed it and even argued about it and said you didn't believe it, every time you face a challenge, tell me the truth. Don't those voices come back up? Every time you hit a low place, don't those voices come back up again? Every time things go wrong, don't those voices come back? You have never changed your belief. And you will never completely be healed or whole until you change the voice inside of your own head. And nobody, nobody can do this but you. New friends can't do it. New clothes can't do it. More money can't do it. More women can't do it. More sex can't do it. They can camouflage it, but they can't cure it because you are snared by the words of your own mouth. You can't get enough people to tell you you're pretty when you think you're ugly. That's why you keep needing some more. Until you change the words that are in your head, your opportunities will continue to hemorrhage like the woman with the issue of blood. Her issues were killing her. 12 years, her issues were killing her. 12 years, the life's blood was hemorrhaging out of her. It was coming out of her lower extremities, but it was coming from her mouth. Oh, y'all didn't catch that. It is coming out of her lower extremities, but it is coming from her mouth. Can you prove it? Yes, I can. What healed her did not come from her lower extremities. What healed her came out of her mouth when she said to herself, See, until she met Jesus, all she believed about herself was that I'm dying. 
I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying. And so her money died because she was dying. Her relationships died because she was dying. Her heart was broken because she was dying. She couldn't have relationships. She was dying. She had spent all of her money because she was dying until she met Jesus. When she met Jesus, he changed the story she told herself. And she said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I know. If I may but touch the hem of his garment. She didn't even say it to anybody. It was what she said to herself. Now, if you read it in the original language, when it says she said to herself, it says she said repeatedly to herself over and over and over again. Because when you're trying to drive out stinking thinking, you have to say it over and over and over. If I may, but... Am I helping anybody? So she says, if I may be touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. She took another step. If I may but touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. She took another, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. If I may but touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made if I may but touch the hem of his garment. I will, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I will be, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I, if I may but touch. Hallelujah! Slap your neighbor and say, talk to yourself. Talk to your mind. Talk to your childhood. Talk to your dilemma. Talk to your crisis. Change your story. What you believe makes the difference. God wants you to believe completely in him and to also believe in yourself. That's important too. The enemy through circumstances, trials, tribulations, weaknesses, and tests is trying to destroy your belief system in both. Not just in God, but in you. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Some of you got the through Christ down path, but you have lost the I can. Failures and mistakes and weaknesses have made you stop believing in you. You can't get up if you don't believe you can. However, your predicament does not define your destiny. It's time to speak to every negative circumstance and call it a liar. The word of God says, I can do all things. Then I'm going to say, I can do all things through Christ, through Christ. It's not by myself, not humanism, not mind power, not intellectualism, but through Christ, which strengthens me. That's the word I want you to take with you today. That's the word that I want to permeate your spirit, sink down into your soul, down into the crevices of your being and transform the way you approach your next step of destiny. 
Before we go, I also want to tell you again about our global partner systems. You're helping me to build hope that our youth and our children can believe in themselves, can have a full understanding of who God is, that they can develop, that they can transform, that they can become, that they can endure. Our youth empowerment center that we just built is a catalyst of a national impact and focus on touching the next generation with the chance to succeed against the forces of fatherlessness and poverty and indifference and despair and yes, racism and genderism and all the other isms that kids have to fight through today. Together, our GPS partners are proclaiming a narrative of hope, purpose, and a greater destiny for our children. Become a partner today. Join me in the fight. Join me in the struggle. I want to produce the kinds of materials that are designed to reach your children and your grandchildren, that there might be a legacy of faith left in the earth and left in this country. We're one global family touching the world with the Father's love. Visit us now at tdjpartners.org. Sign up, it all takes a little to join the army and be a part of the fight. I'd rather be a part of the solution and sit around and grumble about the problem. The three things everybody needs in order to survive is food, shelter, and clean water. But for some, those can be hard to come by. The Global Partner System Initiative was created to help us reach every nation. Through our international humanitarian outreach, MegaCare, we provide food, clothes, clean water, and medicine to areas around the world. Visit tdjpartners.org to become a part of our global partner system. God knows who he is, and he has the courage to be himself when others are not. Do you? For your gift to the ministry of any size, you will receive A Brighter Day on CD from Bishop Jake's illuminating series, Walk On. If you admit I can't see as good as I would like, God said I'll give a second touch, but I will only give it to an honest man. And when your gift is $70 or more, you will receive our three message series, Walk On on DVD, and an audio form of the series on a USB thumb drive. How could I believe so much in God and be going through what I'm going through? when you are so good at believing in God, but you are so bad at believing in you. However, when your gift is $140 or more, you'll receive the Walk On 3 Message DVD series, Audio USB Drive, Bishop Jake's best-selling book, Instinct, and your very own Miracle Journal and Miracles Still Happen greeting cards, even during dark times. Walk On. Brighter days are ahead. You know, when you think about Megafest, it's not exactly a conference. Uh, it's not exactly Disneyland, it's kind of like a hybrid. You got faith, you got empowerment sessions for business people, you've got first time, first scene movies, comedy shows, drama, dance. You say why do it, I say why not. Whatever you need, whatever will send you home better, revive spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, it's here, it's now. Meet me at Mega. How can you defend yourself when your enemy is higher than you? You cannot build a great church with depressed people. Give me a strategy! I'm getting ready to come up with Canaan, and I got to fight to take over Jericho. But in spite of our position, if I had a strategy, I could bring them down. Give me a strategy!
feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Touch.